You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. To help us spread the gospel of Jesus, give us a five-star rating. That'll help others find this podcast. In this podcast, we'll hear a message from Pastor Robert. This morning um, is Advent season, the second week. Um, Last week, the first camel, camel, I'm going to do it again this week. The first candle uh, that we lit symbolized uh, hope. And today, we're going to light the candle, the second candle that symbolizes uh, faith. So let me light last week's candle. Maybe. There we go. So during this season, I trust and pray that we can learn something. I'd like for you to stand with me again. I know we've been standing for a while, if you're able, for the reading of the Word of God. The title of the message is When God Interrupts Our Lives. I'm thankful for hope. I'm thankful for faith. This candle that symbolizes faith is called Bethlehem's candle. Prophecy, it it, it amazes me when I read. Micah had prophesied in Micah chapter 2 in the Old Testament somewhere between 687 and 742 years before Christ was ever born uh, that Christ would be born in Bethlehem. Now that, to me, that is amazing. So I want us to look at chapter 2, verses 1 through 6 of Matthew's gospel. Now when Jesus was born in where? Bethlehem. What did the prophet say? Be Bethlehem some 700 years earlier of Judea. In the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In where? Bethlehem of Judea. For thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, Art not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Pastor Caton, would you ask Miss Mary uh, to bless the reading of the word, please? Father, what a privilege it is to come into your house this morning, Lord, and to be gathered together once again, Lord. Father, as we celebrate this time, O God, of your son Jesus Christ, heaven's best, that came to this earth, Lord, to die for our sins. We thank you for that today. Father, we ask you today that you would move by your Holy Spirit, we pray. We pray, O God, that lives would be touched, 
hearts touched, lives rearranged, souls be saved today, mm -hmm. we pray, oh God, That's right. that someone would come to the full knowledge of Jesus Christ and him crucified. We give you praise, we give you honor and glory this morning. We ask you, Lord, for our pastor this morning. We pray, oh God, for that special unction of your Holy Spirit to mm -hmm. move in him and through him, we That's pray. Right. Give him the words, O oh God, that needs to be spoken to this body of believers today that we may leave this place rejoicing in knowing the price that was paid for our salvation. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. You may be seated. Has anyone's life ever been just kind of like interrupted or upended by God? Can you look back and see where something just out of the blue showed up and it seemed like it was going to be disastrous, but God turned that thing around. I want us to look at how God interrupts our lives. In, in Luke's gospel, chapter one, I want to begin reading in verse 26. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin, a spouse to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee, blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, fear not. What is the opposite of fear? <laughs> Faith. Remember the second candle? Let's do it again. What is the opposite of fear? Faith. So, and the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great. He shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. And then Mary said unto the angel, how shall this be? And when I was reading that, I thought to myself, she didn't say why. She didn't ask God why. She said, God, how shall this be? And that ministered to me in my office. To myself, I was thinking when things come unexpected, instead of saying, why God? Robert, why don't you just say, how God? How's this thing going to work out? How can it be? Uh, why is not going to get us anywhere? But if we'll depend upon God, God will show up and God will give us the advice that we need. Amen. Go ahead and give God a hand clap of praise. And then Mary said unto the angel, how? Shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. And there so also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. Nothing is impossible with God, amen? Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, there's still hope for you. 
<laughs> That's a little scary, isn't it? Verse 37, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. I say it again, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. And I pray that the spirit of the living God make a deposit in your soul, in your spirit, man, that nothing is impossible with God. No matter what you came in here today, maybe feel discouraged, down, defeated, you may have the weight of the world on your shoulder. Let God speak to you today that nothing is impossible with God, that God is still in control and all things work for the good for them that love the Lord. Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise in the house of God. Woo! And Mary said, behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Mary was a spouse to Joseph. This was something like an engagement, except it was much more binding and it lasted a one year. And during this time, sexual contact was not permitted uh, between the man and his future wife. It was adultery. Can I tell you, God, as I already heard Carrie say, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Uh, a sex before marriage uh, between a man uh, and a woman is still sin, uh, and it's still not acceptable to God. So, God had promised to send a lamb uh, into the world to die for sin. But how would that lamb, Scotty, how would that lamb get into this world? Uh, have you ever thought about that? Uh, let's look at the place uh, that was reserved uh, for this time. Uh, the lamb in, in Luke uh, 1 and 26. All right, let's look at the place reserved uh, for this lamb. In Luke 1, I want to read it again. And in verse 26, in the sixth month of the angel Gabriel was sent from God into a city of Galilee named Nazareth. And he was sent from God to a virgin, a spouse to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, thou art highly favored. Said the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Women, listen to me. Blessed and highly favored are you and I that the Lord is with us. Uh, can somebody say amen? The place uh, that was reserved uh, was a pure place. Uh, the angel came uh, to a virgin. The virgin is a pure female that has never encountered any sexual uh, experience. It is a pure vessel that God chose uh, to bring his son into the world. Mary, according to the Bible uh, was young. I tried to research that a little bit. I asked Pastor Rita and a few others and I got several different answers uh, but one of the commentaries uh, said that the, the girls of that time uh, most of them was married between 12 and a half years of age uh, and 13. Some maybe 15. I got news for you. I have a 15 year old daughter and if she shows up 
up and tells me she is pregnant, but she's never been with a man. I got a problem with that. Can somebody say amen? So Mary was a young girl. She was poor and she was a female. Now, at, during that time, all those characteristics uh, uh, to the people of her day would seem that she is unusable of God. But can I tell you, all you've got to have is a heart for God. It doesn't matter anything else. You may feel that your ability, uh, that your experience or your education will not allow you an opportunity to be used by God, but that is a lie from the devil. You are exactly the one God is looking for today. Give him another hand clap and a shout of praise. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, don't limit God's choices. Mike, give me some more monitor, please. God promised that the savior of humanity would be the seed of woman. Again, prophesied in Genesis chapter three, uh, verse 15, some 1400 years earlier. This simply means that God would send a savior into the world uh, through the body of a woman without the aid uh, of a human male. Now, I, I was meditating in my office and, and I didn't think this would be a part of the message, uh, but I believe the spirit of the Lord laid in my heart to kind of go uh, a little bit in detail uh, about this uh, because I believe that most people, uh, maybe I shouldn't say most, but many people realize that Jesus was born of a virgin birth because of Christmas cards, because of songs that have been sang, but do they really know why? So today I want to emphasize that a little bit because all humans are sinners. Do you hear me? Each and every one of us are sinners uh, and the sinfulness is passed on through the seed of man. Romans 5 and 12, wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. Started in the garden. Adam sinned. The Bible said there in Romans 5 and 12, by one man sin entered in. Listen to me, each of us confirms our own heritage with Adam by our own sins daily. We've all sinned, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. So God had a plan and it involved sending a pure savior. Through the womb of a virgin, God was able to give his son a human body and human nature without inheriting the fallen nature of man. This prepared a place for you and I. Through our sin, we've got a perfect savior that is sinless. When the angel appears to Mary, she is amazed and she's startled. But listen now, she is a woman prepared to respond to the Lord in faith and faithfulness. And when I read that, something dropped in my spirit. You cannot be a man or a woman of faith without a whole lot of faithfulness. Do you hear me? She had the faith to believe, but she had to walk through the adversity of it all. Imagine the faith required for Mary to respond to the Lord as she did. For a young unmarried woman of that day to become pregnant was the focus of that small community. 
all the young ladies that she had grown up with and played with, talking about her. Think about sitting at the table with her family. Think about all the shame, even though she knew she was innocent. Think about the disgrace that she had to deal with daily. And then knowing according to Deuteronomy, possibly she could be stoned to death. Let's look at the power to conquer our debts, our doubts, and increase our faith, excuse me. Let's read that again. In Luke 1, 34 through 38. Then said Mary unto the angel, how shall this be? Seeing I know not a man. And the angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Thank God for the power of God that overshadows us. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Doesn't matter what comes our way. Almighty God, whoo, overshadow us today. Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. The Son of God. And the angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. We don't need to be in any situation without the Holy Ghost upon us. When the Holy Ghost is upon us, it doesn't matter what the devil brings. God can and will use you and I. Let the shadow of the Holy Ghost come upon you. Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. No God's spirit simply speaks and it was done. I don't know what you need in your life, but God can speak and it can happen. Do you hear me? Note the power of the highest. God himself had overshadowed. God himself was going to look after the whole matter. I wrote down on, uh, uh, this morning, preach right there. I don't know what you're going through, but God himself is gonna take care of the matter. I said, it don't matter what goes on. God himself is gonna take care of the, of, of the matter. My sister battling cancer right now. God's gonna take care of the matter. Ruby Mel getting ready to start chemo again next week. God's gonna take care of the matter. Hunter Mann been battling cancer for over a year. God's gonna take care of the matter. Donna Snyder, God's gonna take care of the matter. I can go around the room. God is God. And we gotta have the faith to believe that God is going to take care of the matter. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise this morning. Come on, give God a great hand clap and a great shout of praise. You and I that are believers, we have got to believe the miraculous. In Matthew 17 and 20, and Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and what? Nothing shall be impossible unto you. Now let me back up. Something that I just looked at. Ye shall say unto this mountain. You have got to speak life. You have got to speak positive. Uh, I talked to someone this week twice. Uh, well, I hope so. And both times I interrupted them. I 
said, hope so, is not in the word of God. You have got to speak to the mountain that is in your life, and you have got to believe that with God, all things are possible, that the devil is a liar, and God is on your side, and if God is on your side, who can be against you? Speak the word of God. Have faith that the mountain that is in your life will be removed by God Almighty. Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Mary only knew that God was asking her to serve him, and she willingly obeyed. Listen to me. When God calls, offer yourself willing, even when the outcome seems disastrous. She was willing. That's what God is looking for, is a heart that is willing. Can someone say amen? Psalms 37 and 5, commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Right here, David calls us to take delight in the Lord and to commit everything we have and everything that we do unto the Lord, our lives, our families, our jobs, our possessions. It means to trust him. Do you really trust him? Proverbs 3 and 5, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thy own understanding. When I lean, Barb, into my own understanding, I get myself in trouble. God, when he speaks to me and he asks me to do things at times down through my life, it didn't seem like it was, I, I, I was fearful. But every time that I've trusted God, God has been faithful. So trust in the Lord. Serve him with all of your heart. Speak to the mountains in your life. Watch God move miraculously in your life. Now let us go back to the text of today. Verse 36, and behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she have also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren, who was. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Through faith in God, Mary was encouraged to believe that with God, nothing is impossible. And that's been my prayer this week, that each one of us would believe and trust that with God, nothing is impossible. God encouraged Mary with two impossible facts. The news that Elizabeth, who was beyond childbearing years and was barren, had conceived a son in her old age. Visiting Elizabeth would encourage Mary. Iron sharpens iron. God already had a plan that would speak to Mary's heart that she could see the impossible had already been made possible through her cousin Elizabeth. Look around the room. Look around your family. What God has done for others, God will do for you. What he done for me, he will do for you. Only if you'll speak the word of God and have faith and believe, God will move the mountains in your life. He's done it time and time. Look what the Lord has done for me. Look what the Lord has done. If God has done anything, if God's moved any mountains in your life, give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. 
The second thing Mary heard, and she meditated upon a simple statement. With God, all things are possible. She was bound to be encouraged. And God expects you and I, each one of us, to believe him and believe in his power regardless of our circumstances, regardless of our feeling like we're insignificant. God is God. I stand sometimes and I think to myself, God, why did you ever call me? A lot of people have a lot more knowledge. A lot of people have a lot more education. The only thing I can say is, God looked down and said, Robert, you're the one I'm gonna use at Jewel City Church. And when he called me that night, I felt insignificant. I felt like I didn't have what it took, and I didn't. But if God calls you, God will equip you. And you got to have the faith that it's God, he's God Almighty, he's not second to nobody, and God can use you. If you believe that, give him a hand clap of praise this morning. Here's the whole key. Mary was submissive. Her response was immediate and it was brief. Only one short sentence in verse 38. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Mary said, behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. That word handmaid means a slave girl. Mary was saying to the Lord, I'm a bond slave. I'm willing to sell myself out completely to you, God. Are you willing to sell yourself completely to God? She gave herself to God. She gave herself to God's word and God's will. Imagine what Mary was saying. The enormous depth of her trust and dedication to God. The idea of being an unwed mother. Everybody talking about her. What? But it was God. And God spoke to her. And she trusted God. Do you trust him? Don't forget there was Joseph. His discovery of her pregnancy. Matthew 1 and 20, but while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary, thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. In verse 24, then Joseph, being raised from the sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and he took unto him his wife. Think about what that required of Joseph. What about you and I? The title of the message, when God interrupts, when God upends our lives. And I was sitting in my office thinking about it this week. Oftentimes, it's not God. What about when Satan upends our lives? Do you understand it rains on the just and the unjust? And my mind went to the story of Job. And old Satan went before God and he said, what about your servant Job? 
And God said, I'll give you permission. You do whatever you want to, but you can't have his soul. I want you to think about that. And then Job, after he lost everything, Rusty, he said, though he slay me, yet I'll trust him. Though he slay me, yet I'll trust him. I'll serve him. God allowed it. God didn't bring it. A lot of things in our lives, God allows. God don't bring it, God allows. And God will use it to turn it around for his glory and to draw us closer. It's amazing how God works when I thought of that. And I thought to myself, how can I share that? This morning I looked on my phone and a little news app came up. Said this day, December 6th, 1907, 300 and I believe 60 some men and young boys died in Monongah, West Virginia. The worst disasters, mine, fatalities ever in the history of our great country, eight miles down the road. Those are 300, yes, 362 men and boys died in the worst mining disaster in the history of the United States, December 6, 1907. 362 men and boys died in a small town in Monongah, West Virginia. Satan upended those families' lives. And I don't know the history of any of those families, but those that walked with God still overcome. They may have died in the coal mines, but through their faith, they live for eternity with God Almighty. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Do you have total faith in God this morning? Somebody come to the piano today. Can your faith increase? Will you submit when God speaks to you, when God calls you? God wants to use you. God wants to use me. Don't deny him. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast.